Good morning. This is Christine Giacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Preparation for Easter. We are studying the life of Jesus in Matthew's Gospel, having just finished the fifth chapter, which you can check out at pastorwoman.com, clicking on morning briefings and the most recent briefings. But I want to look forward as spring has dawned, and Easter is less than two weeks away now. What precipitated the Passion Week and Resurrection Sunday all those years ago? It's April, A.D. 33, and it is Passover time. So Jerusalem is teeming with people. All Jewish males over the age of 12 are required to come for the festival, which is followed by a seven-day celebration called the Festival of Unleavened Bread. Two celebrations. Jews from all over the Roman Empire converge on Jerusalem to celebrate these most important events in their history. The Passover commemorates the night the death angel killed the firstborn sons of all in Egypt, except for the Jews who had spread the blood of a lamb across their door frames. The Festival of Unleavened Bread remembers Israel's quick escape from Egypt when they didn't have time to let their bread rise. So they baked without leavening yeast. Both observances are annual times of looking back, honoring God and thanking Him for how He has saved and preserved the Jewish people. But think of it for a moment. The Jews are about to put Jesus to death. Though it is the time of year, they are honoring God for saving them. From losing their firstborn sons, from the tyranny of the cruel Egyptian pharaoh. It is estimated that nearly 300,000 spotless lambs would be slaughtered in Jerusalem that week. And the one spotless lamb who is among them, who is their Messiah, they not only miss, but soon choose to kill. Hmm. On this day, Jesus takes charge, telling Peter, and John to go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together. Where shall we eat such a meal, Lord? Remember, Jerusalem is busting at the seams with all the people in town to observe Passover, also looking for a place to hold their meal. As soon as you enter Jerusalem, Jesus said, they would be coming from the Mount of Olives, a little less than a mile away. A man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. Now, ordinarily, women would be going to the well and bringing home water, so this man would be easy to spot in a crowd. Of course, it was as the master said. They found the man, and he agreed to let Jesus and the disciples have their meal in his guest room. So Peter and John prepare the meal of a sacrificed lamb, unleavened bread, bitter herbs, wine, and other ceremonial food for Jesus and his men to eat in the upper room of the man's home. (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny because we don't usually see anything other than a fluffy, albeit crusty piece of bread, and a chalice in the painting of the Lord's Supper, or the Last Supper. Kind of misses the symbolism of the Passover, leaving out the lamb, don't you think? Let's think of Peter and John for a bit. I think Jesus deliberately chose these two men to prepare the Passover meal, the Last Supper. 
They may have grumbled under their breaths because some of what they would be doing was women's work and well beneath their calling. But think of it. They were specifically chosen for this task, not knowing the significance of it until much later. I'm wondering, what things has God tasked you with that might seem well beneath you or unimportant right now? Paul later said, We are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2.10 It was not happenstance that Jesus chose Peter and John to prepare the Lamb. In fact, they were the only two writers who referred to Jesus as the Lamb. Ponder that for a moment. In fact, many years later, Peter would write, We were redeemed by the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Visualize Peter and John preparing the lamb that day. They would remember it all their days. Because God revealed to them the lamb of God through the symbolism of their hands-on work with that little lamb, prepared for the Passover dinner. How about you? Has God called you to a task that you might not be crazy about doing? Maybe you felt a little tug about doing something, but you chose to ignore it. Maybe you shouldn't. Or maybe the thing that you are doing sometimes just grows old and you grow weary. What is it that God has in mind, though, for someone else or for you later down the line that you might not know right now. Be encouraged today, my friends. God wants to use you in his work, just as he used Peter and John that day. No matter who your boss is, think of it. You are called to do the work of the king. But of course, you must be willing. Make yourself available today. Ask God to use you in some capacity. He will. After all, you were created for it. If you'd like to read this or print it out, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Powerful Bible Teaching, Morning Briefings, and again, the title of this one is Preparation for Easter.